My name is Seth Anderson, and in the room with with me is my brother Nathan and my new co-host, hey. David. And David is going to uh, give you the rundown on our newest podcast. David, what is the name of this new podcast in, that you're listening to right now? Well, they already know, but let them know. Good morning. Welcome to a new lifelong podcast. This new podcast is called the Movie Movie Podcast, and it is a podcast named after the 1978 Stanley Donen musical comedy Movie Movie. This podcast will be about movie movies and will take place on the car ride home from every movie movie that Seth Anderson and I see in the year 2007. On the car ride, Seth and I will passionately deconstruct movies until we have reached exhaustion. Regular guests will be those who join us on the car rides home. In 2007, we will only be seeing the movies that are worth seeing, so we will only be recording as potentially good movies are released. So far in 2007, there hasn't been any good movies released, but with the summer coming, things are starting to heat up. So listen to Hear the Music, the movie, the movie, the movie, movie podcast. That was a great pitch, David, and thank you. And uh, yes, so in the year 2007, me, Seth Anderson, and David, uh, my very professional host, will uh, be talking about movies with a select uh, guest, hopefully uh, a fun guest, and we will be deconstructing the year as it happens before your eyes live. In real time. In live. real time. In a car. Yes. Right after, so it's fresh, right after the screening of the film. Yes. Um, and hopefully, Nathan, you'll join us sometimes, too. Well, I'm like the first guest, huh? That's what it is. Yeah. That's right what now. it is, because right now you're listening to the Movie Movie Podcast. I am on the Movie Movie and, Podcast. And, and our guests <sighs> will never be mic'd. It'll only be me and David. They, they will be, but it'll just be a, it'll be a messy, great podcast called Movie Movie. Yeah, what will the I guest, mean, what will the guest uh, contribute to that? He'll, he'll listen to you guys rant back and forth, I'll or will he mic, jump I'll, in? I will throw the mic back in the back seat. Back seat, every, yeah. Know, every once in a while. The antenna if mic you got, yeah. that I have here. Be so, like, yes. I thought it sucked, too. And then you get well. Back to no, it. we're going to try to see something that that we're going to try to see something that's potentially good. Yes, that's that's why we're well, not we're not seeing Ghost Rider. Yeah. That's an easy. That's like you know. But before we get into Ghost Rider in the 2007 movie year, I think let's talk about 2006. Have you properly introduced and hear me now, brother? Uh, yes. Well, you know, it's the it's the year that was. It's time to start thinking about the movies of 2006. The Oscars are just around the corner. Hopefully, you'll, you're hearing this beforehand and you haven't uh, seen who won. We are going to talk about the best movies of the year from our opinions. I've got my brother Nate again, David, me, and we have thought about it. We have we have lingered on it, and we have and we and it's February. It's really late for us yeah. to be talking about the year. We're still movies. talking about '06 here, which is yeah, but it's the movie the year, which basically you know embodies uh, everything up to the Oscars. Well, not exactly. Plus, but the award season can be considered the end of the movie year. Exactly. Also. Yeah. This I is mean, when, they did them in March back in the day when the Oscars were were semi good. Yeah. So now that they're doing it in February, it's sort of early, if you think about it. We're, we're, we're really catching it early. I mean, you need time to get those year-end movies that come out, right, two weeks in limited release, and if you don't live in L.A. like we do... Yeah, you can't, you can't see, see everything that comes yeah. out on Christmas Day on Christmas yeah. Day. You, gotta, yeah, you need yeah. the screeners you sometimes. Can't, you can only see Dreamgirls on Christmas Day. You need the DVD screener, like and you need you to wait until some to of those early out. gems to come out on DVD. And now we will, we will talk about the movies of 06. Uh, let it go. Let it rip. Okay. That's terrible. Um... <laughs> One more time. 
Okay. So, uh, we have uh, broken it all down uh, separately, separately by category. Uh, categories that we've made up and categories that we've both, all three of us have agreed on. And we're going to start out with having a little fun, just talking about films that haven't made our top ten, but were maybe overrated, disappointing, notable, and then funny. Some, and some fun things that uh, we that I added or Nate, I don't know if you added any. I've got some fun, fun ones too. I got some fun categories. Just movie movie related stuff of 06, really. So the some detritus. Notable, some notable films. Uh, notable honorable mention. Um, I would have to say that Rocky Balboa was a very classy way for for Sly to go out, and it was probably his best performance since uh, I, since Copland. Copland, yeah. I was surprised uh, that, you, that you had some some enthusiasm about Rocky Balboa. I was not going to see Rocky Balboa yeah. until you you showed some enthusiasm. Ah, I was going to see a, it. It's a great Christmas film. Um, it did. It, it was blessed with a nice uh, time slot there, coming out in Christmas. Yeah. People were feeling nostalgic for the. Even the movie poster was the Rocky, almost the Rocky poster with snow. So. Yeah, and it, it ends a on December the December treat, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Inconvenient Truth was just... I didn't see it. Uh, you didn't have to. It I was, really, it I was stayed just away. One global of those, warming. One of those I missed, too. Uh, I'm uh, sorry to say that. Education, educational, apocalyptic, and Kind of fuzzy fiction. The moment. reviews st- uh, made me go away from that because the reviews just said it was sort of Al Gore on, on a kind of campaign tri- kind of on his drives you know yeah. was that directed by Al Gore <laughs> no Gore <laughs> I wish no Gore was uh, Gore was in top form though. executive executive <laughs> producer uh, I'm gonna beat this beat everyone to the punch here the good German Shepherd was a film that good came out earlier good, yeah. this year I, I uh, did write I did write that down I said shit the good Shepherd question mark somewhere somewhere but I didn't have it for a category yeah yeah because it can't really be Maligned, but it can't really be praised. It's just it, it kind of sits there. It is what it is. And uh, they both come out at the same time and castrate each other. You know, it was a good French film we shared on this very couch called Le Fant, the Child, which had a deep DVD scratch in it, which unfortunately really truncated our screening of that. We was saw, sent we back saw to a Netflix remix of that one, yeah. and uh, was not retrieved. Hell of an ending, though. Hell of an ending. There. Yeah. Hell of a last uh, two minutes. That and uh, 49 Up, the Up documentaries continue. Michael <laughs> Apted's Up documentaries were... No, uh, the, the people are starting to settle down there. That's why I didn't make my top ten, because I love these Up movies. But 56 Up is going to be a real snooze. Uh, but uh, They're going to do it, though. They have to. Oh, what, yeah. what is on the horizon for the Up series? I think it's got to be the, the people dropping. And, and Apted dropping. Yeah, but that's not going to be till like, 63 Apted's Up. Apted's going to die before them. Yeah, they talk about it. He's, he's going to have his son keep it going, I think. So. Oh, jeez. Well, Seth, what were some of your honorable? Oh yeah, are you are you still? Well, Talladega Nights was the funniest film of the year, but Seth doesn't agree. So it's not in your top ten. Yeah, it should be. I had a hard screening at Talladega Nights. Well, you saw it on your birthday alone. That's not a good idea. Yeah, it's it's clever though. At least it's not. (laughs) Yeah, boring. Okay, my my honorable mentions are uh, Babel. Uh, I did not put that on my top ten this year. I don't know if you guys did, but I did not put Babel. Uh, It just got edged out, and um, um, and I think it's two thirds of a great movie. I liked. I liked. Uh, you slept through it, and you didn't like. I liked Mission Impossible. Three. Mm, Mi three. Mi three. I slept through it as well. Yeah. I, I no, thoroughly I enjoyed it. it as an action film. As and, and I got everything I wanted out of Superman Returns in, in Mission Impossible three. And I thought. And I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman was really fun. Uh, <laughs> and Carrie Russell with That's her real, eye getting blown real fuzzy out in my memory. Real fuzzy. Um, I yeah, have a headache. I have the Inside Man. Um, I enjoyed that film. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed a Spike Lee film in the last ten years. Yes. Um, I have Casino Royale for the J- blonde James Bond. Uh, it's got a ridiculous opening, but it's actually kind of kind of 
settles into something kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> and and Ava, Ava Green's in it. Um, I have the fountain. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We, yeah, that's not gonna. That's not. I. I have it as an honorable. Man. I was. I did not put it in my top ten. But it could have been much worse. I expected much worse. There was some stuff that I expected in there. But then there was some stuff I didn't expect. I was surprised. I'm gonna give it an honorable mention. It's not a top ten release. It's not solid for me to be top ten. I'm sorry. And I, and for Aronofsky, I was just expecting so. Oh, I was expecting such a bad. But you 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 all probably expect that to well, be my like number one or something. Uh, um, I have a movie uh, by uh, Daniel. Well, did you want to say something about uh, the, the Daniel the, Jones, the Fountain? Or, or, or? I, uh, the Fountain. Uh, well, I only have two for the list for the extensive list we have here for honorable mentions. I do. Ha- I did have quite a few this year. Uh, the blonde well, James got, Bond being I, one, but I've got three more. But I'll, I'll go on. After I can you. jump. I can jump and add something about the Fountain. I only had two honorable mentions on my list, and Fountain was one of them. But for the same reasons, I mean, the Fountain is one of those. This is one of those films that came out for me. Uh, that there's something interesting going on with Aronofsky, and this is the only thing that, that the only thing about it. This is the only film that exhibits anything uh, from a director who has some kind of spirituality. And this is something that I wanted to mention that all the other films are lacking in that, and really no other f- young filmmaker is tackling that. I think he has a very real faith. This is something that was exhibited in Pi, but I think not in Requiem for a Dream. I don't know what kind of nihilistic streak. Uh, but it's something I was thinking about again and again. That was the only thing. In that film that I can remember, but uh, I have a lot of problems with it, He's like everyone ager. else. He is a, he is a flim flam, uh, thank you, ma'am, kind of filmmaker. But uh, I do f- I do feel real it real faith up. coming from him. But we got Aronofsky. It's hard for me to compliment him because I've I've lost interest. But uh, he what, did make the phone. What's your other uh, notable? Then? The other notable is Little Children, which I'm I'm sorry to say would not be on any honorable mention, but probably would be this year if you saw the performance by Jackie Earl Haley. A lovable boy from Bad News Bears, who made the Travolta comeback this year. I think I think he's worth mentioning, and he's hell of a story in any write-up to think about. Yeah, no, I saw a picture of him. I was like, wow, that is really is the grown-up guy. And, and motorcycle that, is and Bad News Bears. that is the grown-up version of that kid that that with the weird body in in uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah, I, and I, I to, to credit, you know, we were, we we really are slamming on Todd uh, Todd Field, but he is the one that kind of noticed the talent in Jackie and uh, brought him back. He, <laughs> he he solely said, I will not make this film if Jackie doesn't do it. Stuff like. That, but the whole cast—it's an honorable mention on my list because it is a great acting piece. I think Kate Winslet is amazing. I think Patrick Wilson, who was in probably one of your worst—I know you hated Hard Candy—but this guy is an automaton who who is very very humorous for me when he tries to learn how to skateboard in Little Children. So there's <laughs> there's a lot of real funny scenes, a lot of memorable moments. Uh, way too extreme, way too wonky uh, for me as as a top ten or even a film I consider. But it's a hell of an honorable mention, and those are the only two I mentioned. Okay, I got so. I got two more fun ones for you guys to throw out there in honorable mention. You guys are never going to see this film. Well, you did, but you're never going to see this film. Most <laughs> of you aren't. But The Hills Have Eyes remake is really worth watching. Yeah, uh, and, almost and made I really list. like an actor by the name of Aaron. Uh, I don't remember his name, it's, but it's a really he's a. <laughs> Carries a film. I think The Hills Have Eyes has got a lot going on. I'm serious. That was a remake. I thought that was, it was a remake of a Wes Craven film from the '70s, which is equally uh, fun. A really fun movie. Equally good. Yeah. Uh, Last House on the Left. Right at, or, Last no. House on the Left is a little too too dark for me. Okay. <laughs> and finally, my favorite honorable mention of the year is the return of uh, Dan, uh, Edward Eduardo Sanchez, one half of the Hacks and Film Guys, in a direct-to-video release that I caught last Christmas called Altered. Uh, it is a story. Of, <laughs> it is a story. It is. The, it's the Blair Witch follow-up, Dave. We've been waiting for. Uh, it is a story of these guys living in the aftermath of a fire in the sky esque um, alien ad- 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 uh, abduction, 
and they find an alien in the woods and they torture it through the whole film. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and I'm telling you, man, it is the best... It, 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 it's worth rent. It's worth renting because the filmmaking is really good, the acting's really good. Yeah, where do those Blair Witch Boys go, man? Unfortunately, go? The, the production design and production value is not very How good. How do they not just get $100 million? I do not understand what happened Blair to them. Witch. They had everything. Anyway, been... that is the funnest... In my opinion, honorable mention. Uh, okay, can, can I just can I zip through uh, some overrated ones and you yes, guys can me just too. chime me in? Too. Let's me just, too. Okay, Little Miss Sunshine, major tonal problems I totally with this agree. film. Totally uh, agree. It ruins the film. Uh, trying mm. to be as funny. It doesn't know if it wants to be as funny as Napoleon Dynamite or as deeply moving as Magnolia. And in the end, it ends up being more like a polyphonic spree concert in its majorly not even that. It's sensory overload. Yeah, it, it's 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 really indie film to me. It, it, I don't want to say by the numbers. It's just indie film kind of uh, tropes that I I, I feel are I, yeah, I'm just, almost beyond it now. I don't know. Little Miss Children's like uh, like a charades game. Everyone was given a card, and no one got to see who the other person were. They just came in with some kind of acting performance. It's a bunch yeah. of stereotypes having a ball. It's about like countercultural stereotypes, just yeah. dancing and yeah. And that's what most indie film is nowadays. But. Yeah. It's, it's like a Malcolm in the Middle episode is what it was like. How the yeah. hell did he get an Oscar yeah. night? And Navachka's anyway. soundtrack was very... Last King of Scotland, good performance by Forrest Whitaker. Um, but other than that, it was quite insulting. Pan's Labyrinth, I, I do condone R-rated fairy tales, but the violence here... Uh, I think the, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> a lot of The violence here was not as a, as a result of the fairy tale so much as, a, as Nazis murdering children. <laughs> I think we end. all want... I think I wanted to like it. Because there were some things in there that were working. There are some th- there's some fantasy sequences in there that are working. I just think, it, well, the script doesn't work at the end, and, and the violence is kind of pro- prohibitive to me. And the girl dies at the end, just yeah. so everyone knows. <laughs> it's pretty much you walk, you, you know, you get through that whole movie, and it just leaves you to lurch at the end. So good bad movie, The Departed. Um, good bad. I would like to deconstruct the, the <laughs> implausibility of the this movie, which was basically it seemed like the, the screenwriters came to the table. With scenes in mind, but without being able to connect the you dots. You said it was a good bad movie. Uh, That's very charitable. It was very. For compa- we, come on, we laughed a lot. Alec Baldwin was. We did was, laugh. Was a lot. running around with the pit stains. And the the the, the uh, <laughs> revolving uh, sweat stains. There was one on the chest and one <laughs> yes, shot. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and Jack Nicholson gives the greatest freewheeling performance since Brando in Apocalypse Now. He's uh, he's off his rocker here. It's it's another movie from uh, from Marty for for movies who guys from movies. Movies, movies for guys who like movies. Yeah. And uh, Maxim's going to be writing up this one for a long it's gonna, time. Yes, it's going to be like favorite scenes in moviedom, top 100 great guy movie scenes. And Departed is going to make it in some somewhere in the 90s in a, in a Maxim. In the next two years. You're the Rolling 90 Stone's of that 100 list. In 96, list. you know, the part where the cell phone, you know. <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll, throw, I'll throw another couple ones in here. Letters to Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Fathers. Uh, I don't ever see, see a World War II you movie. You saw Flags? Again. No, I didn't oh, see it. Okay. But Clint Eastwood is uh, Did anybody see watch Flags? It. No. That's, that's why our credibility. See, people listening to this that are pissed about Departed right now, because they're pissed right now. Yeah. Firehot pissed at us right now for saying something about Departed and just yeah. sort of just Probably sort my, of writing it off. My bore And also earlier. writing it off without, like, you know, much fanfare. But you saying you haven't even seen Flags of Our Fathers. The American version. I'm going to mention that. It's that kind of podcast, right? Movie, movie yeah. is going to be that kind of podcast, yeah. okay? Well, we don't even respect <laughs> movies written. By the guy who wrote Crash. But, yes, Paul Haggis is enough to stay away. He's a demilitarized zone shaped as a man. He should go back to writing Walker, Texas Ranger. That's where he's got his chaps. Um, Okay, so is there any... Can I... Or do you have more? 
<laughs> uh, no, you can go ahead. Okay, well, I, I did put The Departed. I, I, uh, I put uh, V for Vendetta. Um, uh, it's overrated. A lot of people really think it was that a was run. way overrated this year. And, um, and it's that kind of movie that's going to make uh, Fairweather people There's going to be a ton, be a ton of those aping, directors aping that kind of film. That's serious. Come out. I'm serious. This, the, the, text, the text is really interesting, timely. I will fight for it. Uh, also, the proposition, a Western that disappointed me. And did it disappoint you? We saw that in limited release. Did it? One of those Norton, who had guy, almost guy everything returns. going for it. Almost everything going for it, but then it just didn't know who was telling the story. I don't know what was going on there. Some good acting in it. I just and then finally, uh, dirty uh, um, Australian. The Western. biggest, most overrated, and one that disappointed me the most is Borat. Cultural Borat. Of yes. A, of a the trailer was watching, better than the movie. Man. Yeah. The whole the whole marketing campaign was better than the movie. But Sasha uh, Baron Cohen is funnier than the movie. Yeah. And I love. Ali G show, but uh, here it gonna it kind of it, it doesn't put it him against the backdrop of constantly making it like a real documentary on VHS. Like I think the show it's, had. it's just episodic. It's it, so episodic, and it's and it's like I was surprised by the obviousness of the and, setups. Yeah, I, I was yeah. thinking this guy doesn't do that. Yeah, he doesn't you know? Yeah, it was just uh, it was too. I don't know, it was like, like a the crowd bus. pleaser. Though. It should have been an independent <laughs> film because he's he's a little bit too too much. He can't go like main, that mainstream. The nude his. the nude scene that everybody talks about. Yeah, it's you, it's like the sort of thing that you know, we're gonna put that in there because everybody's gonna talk. But it's like it, it really felt desperate. It yeah. felt like this yeah. desperate and last they, lurch. And to they like, run, let's just they run out. Let's make a talk about they, scene. You know? They run out in in they that banquet out. hall like just to like really get. <laughs> and I, I'm not. I, it's just. The, the thinking behind yeah. it was just I don't know. so conventional. Thinking, and I, thought, I was disappointed because I thought Sasha Baron Cohen, you watch all those videos on YouTube like we all do. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's he got all this good stuff. I just yeah. don't understand. I'm hoping it's they make a, I'm hoping they make a Bruno so, film, though, because I think yeah, they Bruno, are. No, that was. that was. Yeah. But, you know, I just. He's going to be everywhere. Sure. I can't yeah, be sure. The, I don't know if it works as a movie, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, so other a few other disappointments I'll just throw out there. Uh, Notorious Betty Page. I don't know if you remember that. That was bad. That was back there. Uh, school for Scoundrels. I was really hoping Todd mm. Phillips would follow up old school and Starsky and Hutch. At least on another, DVD today. Another uh, comedy classic. But no. Prairie Home Companion. Rest in peace, Bob Altman. You had leukemia while you were making this film, so I forget. Did he you. have cancer? I thought he uh, died of heart, like his heart. There's leukemia. His bum heart, man. Oh. Read it on Wikipedia. He's 26 so. year old. Um. So yeah, well, let's, uh, let's. Okay, see. well, I've got a few uh, quick things I'm gonna yeah, throw yeah, out yeah. there, and then we're getting into the top ten. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, I know we're really we're, we're trying to be long, movie, movie, and all these other podcasts where, t- where we do lists again. I promise we won't be as overwinded, but I've been thinking about 06 so much. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, most the worst examples of mainstream filmmaking, not just bad, not and I'm not just I don't really hate them. I don't have any feeling for them, but they're really bad examples of filmmaking. The Black Dahlia. That is my most hated film of the year. Okay, that, we'll, we'll, the get worst that. Film of the we'll get into that later. We'll talk about that later. But uh, the Da Vinci Code, the Da Vinci Code is a really um, like Ron Howard. Is it's the a really frustrating hack. film. Man. Yeah, I'm really frustrated. These guys, you know, if if you don't want to make a movie anymore, just don't. I mean, it's just it doesn't seem like he was very interested in his material, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, you most did, confusing. You just shot the sides, man. He didn't even read them before. Inland Empire. Most confusing title of the year was oh, title. The, title, 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 purely title, not movie. Uh-huh. Was the Zodiac? Uh, I I saw a trailer for it on, on oh, the on, Zodiac. The Zodiac. I saw a trailer for it on on uh, QuickTime, and I I was like, oh, and a David Mitchell film is coming out, and I and I, I clicked a, it, and it, and it was like it was it was it was a TV movie. It was like watching uh, like the the Ed Gein movie that was on you know TBS the other night. Yeah, you know, just. Just really looked terrible, and I and this wasn't David Fincher. It was obviously not, but but also the the, the wasn't the, trying to go for a David Fincher look. Though? The, uh, the I think, I the think cinematography. They, 
Yeah, yeah. I thought the poster was trying to. They're trying to confuse people. Oh, so you did? You watched the whole film? Just, no, no just and another, another, just the title. The I ticket. watched the trailer and yeah. I thought it was the Fincher film, and I was very disappointed that a trailer for the Fincher film wasn't out. There's got to be and some kind of contracts for this, right? If you film, add the, oh, no, in front another of confusing title. Yeah. I want to do another confusing title. Uh, title. Yeah. House of Sand. Yeah. Okay. That's a. It's an Italian never, film. It was called. Sand. House I have another yeah, confusing title. But I'll save it for sand. later in the top ten, but that, that's a different story. But House but, of Sand, and I loved House of Sand and Fog a few years back, and I and I saw House of Sand, and I just like, why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, and, okay. Some movies I hated, hated, hated. Short Bus. It's everything I hate about liberals. Uh, <laughs> Short Bus. In, Inland Empire. Um, you hated, I, I didn't mean, it. Yeah, that's hated, on my hated, honorable mention list, but you know. Lynch is. I, uh, it's a follow up to Mulholland Drive, but he's really. Uh, in that one, he needs a screenwriter. You know, he needs someone to give him some structure because there's some stuff you can give him enough. You can give him enough rope to hang himself. You know, there's some stuff you remember about that. Yeah, I mean, you, some of the performances suck. are pretty crazy. Thank you for smoking sucked. But anyway, <laughs> well, let's let's uh, let, let I got we, I got a couple more. Things. Okay, yeah, keep going. I'm almost done. I got a I'm few other done. things too, but we gotta get uh, into it. Yeah, my favorite titles of the year, yes. or t- title of the year, title. Uh, sequel titles with colons instead of numbers. Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Oh yeah, okay. I, I, I yeah. like forget the numbers. We I like the colon. Forget the numbers and titles anymore. Yeah, it's all about the same title to confuse you, thinking you're seeing. You know, oh, it's oh, they're you know, it's this film I love. This like, to- Fast and the Furious, Dirty and Dancing, Havana Nights. Yeah, yeah, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. <laughs> Um, no more twos. No more numerical titles in your sequels. No. Um, and and um, Part Colons two. make it so you can make like dozens of them. And the funny, the the funniest titles that are for serious films: uh, The Whore's Son and I Am a Sex Addict. Not I'm a sex. Addict, I am a sex addict because it was foreign. And and then coolest I'm, coolest dug deep because I never coolest heard of these. title of the year. Coolest title of the year, but it's really not from this year. Army of Shadows. That is one of the coolest titles for any movie ever. Okay. Probably win Oscar for Best Picture this year, right? Uh, who, who is, uh, Melville. Uh, Melville. Yeah. Melville. But you can't put it on a top ten this year because... That happened with Le Cirque Rouge, you Some know, people think you can do that because it got released, that. but you can't do that. That is not right. It's, you can't do that. That has nothing to do with this year. It was released good, in 50. Good name, though. I, I have a few titles released which, in the unto US which I would year. like uh, two seconds of silence for each. Okay. Okay. Uh, Firewall. Okay, that's two seconds. Ugh. Man of the Year. Because they're so bad that... L- Lucky number eleven. <laughs> World Trade Center. Okay, are we ready for the top ten? Now, now, what was that again? I forgot what you was that. Those I just, just, I just wanted silence. Just wanted I just wanted a few moments of A-bomb. reflection for those titles. Those posters. <laughs> the Man of the Year poster was just. Unavoidable. Yeah, that was a hell of a campaign. Man yeah. of the year. Yeah, you'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget his the, his look with that wig on. Oh. Okay. Now we are going to take a short break and we are going to jump in to the top ten films of 2006. Be ready.
and uh, and and now uh, we've 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 drawn straws, and I can't tell who's the guest now for this podcast. So who starts? Are we gonna? Do yeah. Um, how do we move right, here? Let, let's start Can, with Dave. I'll start. Let's start with Dave because I have I have one thing. He's the newest in podcasting. Yeah, a, yeah, the newest member of the podcasting family. And the, and Welcome the, to podcast, the Audio Revolution, but we won't talk about that. But <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. 2006 was one of the worst years for movies in movie history. I just had to get that off my chest because we always used to say that <laughs> in the Oscar show. Yeah, 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 we yeah. say that every year. Yeah, you can't but, say worst? You can't say just... Regular. No, it wasn't the worst because uh, I would say 2001 or maybe 2000. Of the thousands? Was the worst. The thousands? 2000 was the worst. 2000 the was a bad yeah, year. 2000 was bad. Black yeah. guy, man. Um, but anyway, regardless, we're in the worst decade. <clears throat> but anyway, our our top ten. Uh, I barely have enough films to round it out. But I'll number. I'll start with number ten, which was a good film. <laughs> it's called The Science of Sleep. Okay, okay. I'd like to director yeah. writer Michel Gondry, uh, writer for the first time in this film. It's another surrealistic romantic comedy, um, kind of like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but. Um, yeah, it takes a little while for this one to get going for me personally. There's a lot of dreamlike antics and quirkiness at the beginning, and um, and you don't, you don't think the screenplay might be a little better than? Uh, I think a the little screen, bit less. Well, I thought the screenplay than... was it was, was it seemed like uh, very autobiographical for Gondry. Um, yeah, when, that's when right. He, that's what I. That's would that's, say. that's kind that's of why right. I liked it versus some of yeah. the his other films, which seemed just more. Um, Exercises, yeah, exercise, yeah. Real, real, real good screenwriting or fast. Yeah, from Charlie Kaufman, who was a good writer, but um, but I believe uh, this one, um, you know, especially when he starts to sort of break down and sort of have this kind of mix of fantasy, Mm -hmm. dream life versus uh, you know the reality and, and Stephanie. Was uh, always yeah. was stiff only. Oh, I re- yeah. I like the casting choice in that that woman. Uh, yeah, and I think Gail Gar- Gail Garcia Bernal was probably not ideally cast. Uh, yeah. He was a little bit too good looking. I think you, you think needed. So? I, I you need a little weirder. I mean, like he's I got I, the right eyes. I like though, him I think... in I like him in everything, but I just think you needed a weirder. I mean, this is obviously kind of a Gondry yeah. looking guy that you want there, and Gondry's more a, of a little, little, more, little bit more like, of a pug, yeah, yeah, pug yeah, face. So. All right, well, uh, that's ten. I'll go to my 10. Yeah. My number 10 is a movie that uh, I saw very um, a while back, and I forgot. It's a documentary called Unknown White Male. Uh-huh. I, I, okay, you guys, it really mention. is a must-see. I think we should. it's about this guy <sighs> that wakes up one day, and a British dude, who looks kind of like uh, one of the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. And uh, he wakes up, and he can't remember who he is, can't remember his history up to that point. And uh, he calls somebody up, and they tell him who he is. It turns out he's a guy who made a lot of money on the stock market, so he was well off. And basically reinvents his life. Before that, he was kind of a Patrick Bateman kind of jerk. And after that, he becomes this kind of artist, which makes people wonder if he's faking the whole thing so he can reinvent himself. But it, it, it's like, but he's really going all the way. He doesn't remember his father, doesn't remember his... I mean, if he's faking... So how do they... But people, they put in that interesting thing where it's like, it's maybe he's faking, you know? Maybe, oh, you know... That seem interesting. Yeah, so I thought it was one of the best documentary for me of the year. And, and, I, and I, I, I've been think, I thought about it a lot. I was thinking about, like, man, if that guy's faking, why would you do that? Do you yeah. hate your, you know, your friends and your friends? He's got a new girlfriend, and he's got—I mean, he's it's just very, living this awesome uh, life now. And he's got money. He's got money. It's just like ah, he was really—he was well off to be able to, you know, have a have a point where it dips into, you know, he didn't know where he was, he didn't know who he was, but he, he had money uh, to live in a New York flat. It's a, Netflix a lot of people or, think. Why don't you, rent, why don't you recommend this to me? I could have seen. Because I forgot about it until yesterday. <laughs> it was my oh, first okay. or the other day. I was okay. like, it was my first Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So so number I ten. Know why, mate? Number ten. 
Uh, this was on Seth's honorable mention. It is Inside Man, and I, I wanted to include a genre picture in this year of 2006, but I believe there's a lot of genre pictures this year, like 16 Blocks and God knows what other crap we saw this year. Yeah. But I thought this was something a little bit more intelligent, and, and the treat for all of this is it's Spike Lee. And it Spike wasn't Lee, a joint, though, if I'm correct. I don't think it said Spike Lee joint. I think that would be very It wouldn't be fitting. But Which, uh, it's a new, it's kind of a new thing for him to do a genre film. Maybe. I, yeah, and it's this. What's very successful about Inside Man is, uh, and what I enjoy about most genre pic- picks, and I haven't seen in a lot of movies, is that the setting plays a very important part in these. Like Dog Day Afternoon has that, you know, wonderful the the landscape, the, you know, the New York landscape in this film with the ethnic stereotypes, all not shoehorned in, but very seamlessly no brought in. There's ethnic. I, I you know, like there would be insert, There's very pointed commentary in every Spike Lee film, and and the ethnic stereotypes. I'm I'm meaning like the New York, the New York people of the of the coming to the bank, the woman with so her like, parking tickets. I don't know if you've seen the film. Like racism. I haven't seen it. There's 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 a lot of attitude, and there's also there's also something about the geography of the bank that I don't want to give away. Uh, the ending, or uh, you know, yeah, but and uh, a bar that, and uh, the only thing that I that made it, I'll tell you, the only thing that made it honorable mention for me is I think Jodie Foster is hard to Jody watch. Jodie Foster's got a very hard performance in that film, very hard to watch performance. Yeah. But what I also she feel do? she plays this. I, she she's comes in like a robot at times. She, oh, okay. she yeah. comes in like a robot and just oh, kind of does not her. Good. She does her icy. Like, I can't believe how yeah she's, her icy Jodie Foster. She's yeah. a long way away from Clarice, I tell you, and the. The 13-year-old prostitute yeah. played on the New York streets back. Okay, but this has got one hell of a script. One hell of a script. But I mentioned the genre. The, 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 the genre with the setting. I also think it's on exhibit with uh, another film this year, Miami Vice. So uh, we'll get into that. Maybe. Number nine is Half Nelson. Excellent choice. Yeah, I'm sure you guys probably had that on your <laughs> list somewhere. I think it's a well-done, depressing indie film set in the midst of George W. Bush's second term where idealist liberals are getting hooked on drugs and... Ryan Gosling is a liberal teacher and uh, does a fine job of balancing the charismatic day life versus the addicted to crack nightlife uh, in this film. And, and um, yeah, it's, the, the drug addiction uh, seems pretty inevitable and that it's going to decline into a pretty depressing, depressing film. But that nevertheless, it's handled well at every turn. Sharika Epps, as the little girl, um, was, was outstanding. Uh, kind of she making Goslin feel that bring home the contradictions of his life uh, even deeper, and, it's, and uh, the dark co- climax of the student dealing drugs to his teacher is uh, to the to the music of Broken Social Scene was. It, um, it doesn't wrap up. It doesn't wrap up the whole scenario in a nice bow, too. I mean, it no, just, yeah. The ending just kind of is a dot dot dot, but yeah. also has some kind of clarity. You, you bring some kind of. Uh, well, the friendship is the, the heart of the movie, and that 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 is kind of like resolved at the end, no matter what really happens. That you know, I, I prefer. Still, I still uh, it revived kind of uh, the, the student teacher thing, the dead poet society. Still, I know? still yeah. note uh, a little derisiveness in your in your tone, Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just gonna, saying I'm gonna number go eight on. and ten and then number yeah. nine and ten were like. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's just say, yeah, but but uh, it's gonna I'm be on gonna go. List, I'm gonna 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 go on that, that note. Case. I'm gonna go into Marie Antoinette for everybody here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that as my number nine. Number nine, I have I have had a long standing conversation all year about Marie Antoinette. Uh, and I do think that she's not in control of her screenplays. It feels like she pads her films out, but her direction is good, and her choice of actors is good. So that is why it's on. And I, I thought the movie kind of kind of succeeded. I thought it came together. I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna throw me out, but I'm telling you, man, she's not in control of her screenplays in my eyes. 
doesn't feel That's as a, it doesn't feel we'll as we'll get assured. into it. I'm sure we'll just talk <laughs> Marie Antoinette. M A. We're gonna get into it. Doesn't feel as as assured as it it could, it could be and should oh, be. Okay. We're gonna get. We into have it. a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun with the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, and, and maybe guys. the soundtrack's better than the film. Guys, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not arguing about direction. Okay. I'm not arguing. Hell about direction. I'm not either. Okay. We talked about. Let's her move before. on. Let's move on because okay. this is gonna come All up right. later. Um, Nate, number nine. <laughs> Number nine. Okay, perhaps a male-dominated year, boys. Uh, number nine. It, it is shameful that it's this low on my list, but uh, Bovair is definitely on there. Bovair. I had to have a, a, a movie with this robust, heady perfume of a woman smell. You yeah. go into the kitchen. You got a 19-course Spanish meal. Way, oh, every woman in that film is attractive to me. Oh, yeah. Even the, uh, old, the mother. This movie's got women <laughs> cooking, laughing, crying together on the floor. Uh, killing their husband with butcher knives, coming back from the yeah, dead, wanting to, wanting to trim. Moving around well, refrigerators. No, that, I love that scene. Moving around refrigerators. Uh, Hitchcockian moments. Just yeah. Like, uh, yeah, all, it's, all he's got things. a Hitchcock thing to him. Oh, God, I love her. All, I love served, her, you, uh, all served you by the cleavage of uh, Penelope Cruz, which is uh, re- it's really her film. I mean, she had to carry this film. Yeah. Her face, uh, car- her face had to carry. Yeah. I really, I really just, I think oh, this puts great on, puts on another tongue. level. Really yeah. puts on another level. I haven't level. seen a good film of hers, so that was good to, uh, to see this. All right, so um, seven, Jay, Dave. Uh, no, eight still. Eight. Eight. We're rocking oh, and rolling, God. but we got to roll Six though. Minute mark. Okay, bubble. Uh, Number eight, bubble for Snappier. Dave. Snappier. Bubble. Okay, of all the films I saw this year, wait, no, wait, no, I saw this film the first. Uh, this is the first film I saw in the year two thousand seven. And, uh, you know, I think of all American directors, Soderbergh really is the most cognizant of where his career is going. And he's kind of coming to a, maybe a dead end with kind of Ocean's 12, well, his 13, 14. His, his second resurgence there. Yeah, and, and he's, he, he's, able, he's always able to pull back and go to his indie roots with, like, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. And here, Bubble, he basically just takes an HD cam, you know, in a cargo van and goes to West Virginia and finds, you know, kind of studies the landscape, finds these actors... Yes. Kind of that are, are just now, right out now, of Dave, the. We we found parallel here because uh, Bubble was my number eight as well. Okay. Um, it was a surprise. Let's talk about it jointly then. It was a surprise this yeah. year for me. Um, I and and I do think it. What the biggest thing about it is if you compare it to the Good German, which I did not see this year. Did you? No. Did you see? The it's it's his it's his battle now. He's got this. He can go back to an indie film or a very very small film done for nothing. Yeah. And and all. he's gonna do he's gonna do five more films in this manner. Apparently, it's like it's like all going to like small town America. And the thing is, he's not going to small town America with big name actors. Yeah. And like this is how big name actors play small town people. Yeah. He's casting these people you know that we grew up with. These like average. Average kids that are just like you know they they're they're just kind of like playing guitar in their room and like you know whatever they, yes. and they're they're just like so emotionally sort of consistent that you just love them. Like, I've, we've the seen Kyle this. kid in this is just the best uh, one of the best actors of the year. We've seen this attempted before, and this is the first time where I feel like it really is kind of something that that feels authentic. Yeah, authentic, and yeah. it shouldn't. I mean, I and and Soderbergh, I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. Almost all of his films. Um, because he's failed us, he's failed us all before, Miserably, obviously. Yeah. But I will always come a, back because yeah. he's he does so much. He's a career he's, filmmaker. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's always doing something just like interesting. Altman. Just like yeah. Altman, you know. He's like, he's, he's like our Altman, and uh, and uh, I think like the murder at the center of the film. I agree with with Seth. We talked extensively about this, and it's just kind of implausible. But it's the reactions from uh, yeah. from that murder that really are yeah. award worthy. All the stuff it's around really his kind the plot. of deadpan quality. Yeah. Well, the plot is just very general. 
kind of murder solved. Yeah. Well, it's it's a genre plot, and 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 the stuff around. It's just it to is make it a movie because otherwise it's just. Uh, yeah. But how he colors it, we can all agree on that. Yeah. Well, okay, number eight. I'm gonna run up behind you one more time, grab you, give you a half Nelson. All right. <laughs> uh, I had a perfect segue there, but. Uh, uh, I want to mention Ryan Gosling's performance, which is, which is like you said, a man who is just living with drug addiction, you know, yeah. day by day. The the opening shot, he's sitting there underneath like his coffee apartment. table with with his tidy whities on, you know. Yeah. And I think when he when he first gets caught, when he first get his life gets revealed to a to a child, the most explicitly is is a powerful scene. I think Half Nelson will get awarded this Oscar time. You think Gosling? I think it already. Will? I, I think, think Gosling will. In I some think time. Yeah. it already has. I mean, it's it, it, just the fact that it had made it. Made it so. It did it's defy one of the high, best reviewed movies of the year, and right. It so. defied my. You know, I usually go into those films. You know, I'm, I was going to hate the drug drug dealing father. I was going to hate maybe the single mother. I was going to hate that scene. Oh yeah, but, yeah, all but the you, you go yeah. in, you go in, kind of liking them. I mean, you could yeah. hang out with these people. These are yeah. real genuine people, and that's just a surprise. So yeah, yeah. It was, all right, it's go got to be on move the list. It, move it, move it, move it. Number Moving seven. on. Seven. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna return to return Bobert. Uh, yes, and uh, El Motivar. See, we're, we're gonna hit some similarities. Yeah, we're gonna hit some similarities, and we're gonna hit some difficulties as well. But <laughs> El Motivar continues his string of confident virtuoso filmmaking with Bobert. Yes, I love hearing about. Yeah, he 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 writes a thoroughly plotted out screenplay. He's one of the few that is really, really just worked taking over. just I don't know how much you know he he literally spends the two years. That he's, he's hasn't doesn't release a film writing it like he's he puts and it, it all, all goes in there, into it yeah and it all comes back into it it's like part kind of Hitchcock noir with the murder and part uh, slapstick element. ghost story and um, you know but there's also an element to when he's working in kind of these genres that he's got these characters that have a lot of uh, more complexity and kind of it should deeper, be noted that deeper things characters. going on than than are on the surface of sort of like his mastery of the genre that he's doing I mean, and very much uh, very much female characters and know? obviously in he's this really film, good yeah at female oh the characters. female characters obviously in this film it's all about these kind of deeply damaged women who have all these secrets from their past and they have to kind of return to them. And it's and it's it's not quite as simple as just we have to return to our past and 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 just you know all deal with our pain. But it's kind of like when should we return to our past? Because you have Penelope Cruz's mother comes back as as well, a ghost, think, and you think she's a ghost, and 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 and, and she um she's uh, able to you know this is time for her to tell Penelope Cruz that. Um, your 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 sister is already your well they already know that but uh, there's a little Chinatown <laughs> reference in there but uh, there's there's uh, like that you said there's these kind of magical elements that he plays he plays uh, a narrative thrush that you think he's going towards yeah like a supernatural element or a paranormal with, yeah. with the mother and all these other kind of flavors that come in murder mysteries uh, people all these betrayals all these secrets mm-hmm. and 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 the way he describes it it's just simpler than what you. You know, yeah. simpler, more how how life would play out. Yeah, yeah. And that's he, what's really just yeah, kind he, of amazing. He, he, he about comes his work. to like real emotions through these sort of. Uh, I, I will. Genre I will I'll get to Volmer later. Uh, number seven for me. Uh, we're going to return to the science of sleep. I agree with um, the assessment. I don't think we have to go m- much further. I will say though, I like it more than his than um, Eternal Sunshine, mostly because it's looser, and I think, he, uh, and it allows him to be a little bit more. I, I felt very. Um, What's the word? Felt very concise before with his direction, and now he's he's able to kind of, I don't know, let it hang out a little bit more with this one. And I and I like Burnell. I, I thought Burnell yeah. he's like this beaut. You know, this, the woman it's that they I, cast is more so like the I. woman that you'd 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 typical yeah, fall in love was, with. You, yeah, you would, yeah. But you would uh, unexpectedly fall in love with. I thought the 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 unexpected nature of him kind of actually 
being. I know. I always or, like him. I'm not saying that he's just too good looking. I think it's a feminine quality, slim shoulder. I mean, that that's maybe echoing Gondry again, but okay, he's definitely uh, more than Jim Carrey. More than Jim Jimmy Carrey. Anyway, go on. That's it's a good so film. It's a number, good film. Yeah. Number seven. I think it's a good. Film. Number seven. I have Old Joy, and and I don't think it's going to be on any one of your lists. Because and that's they a can't sh- rent it yet. That's, that's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame. It did come here. It played for about a week. Like a week. Yeah. Uh, but. Briefly to go over the plot, this is this is a, a very simple story, a very quiet movie about two guys that used to go camping together. This is up here in the nor- northern Oregon woods, and uh, one's one's a real naturalist hippie type of guy, which is played by Will Oldham, who is uh, a singer songwriter, Bonnie Prince Billy, and just kind of a culture. He was in Junebug last year, okay. uh, a bit part as one of the art curators. Okay, he, he's he's very funny in this film. He is he is very wooly. He's oh, got kind of comedy stuff. Uh, he he is he is the comic element. He brings okay. his little dog with him, and, he, and but he is just living off this one guy who has now moved on with a live-in girlfriend. And uh, very, very much getting into a uh, school teaching job in the city. He's leaving this whole kind of like, you know, let's go out in the woods and party. Uh-huh. But Will Oldham comes back into his life for this weekend. He says, hey, man, let's go camping up in the northern woods. Uh, there's a hot springs they're going to go visit. So they go, do this, they go do this thing, and they realize that their friendship is really dissolved, really dissolved over the years, and it's really been about the whole, the whole world around them, the city and then the, the nature. So yeah. one's a pot smoker, one's, one can't find everyone. they constantly they're grinding away from each other, but it's really about friendship. This is really one of those films, that, one of those films that's really well shot, really well, really well uh, observed, and I, I think mm-hmm. it's one of the funniest films of the year, and I'm surprised uh, now. Well, because we well, can't rent can it. How can you be surprised, Nathan? You know how it works. I got screeners. I got, I got. <laughs> yeah, nobody's seen it but you, and it was one week in L.A., and that was it. Yeah. All right, but now, much talked about. Six. Can it's rated about as high as Pan's Labyrinth. No, I know. I know it's critically high, and I'll see it. And maybe it'll be on <laughs> 2007 list. Um, let's see. Number six, uh, Curse of the Golden Flower. Okay. Uh, hold on. Uh, Zhang Yimou has made three sensational historical martial arts epics in five years. I think not even Kurosawa can claim such a feat as what <laughs> Zhang Yimou is pulling off here. And uh, like Hero and House of Flying Daggers, Daggers, Curse of Flying Daggers. Fuck. Curse of Sorry. Hero and House of Flying Daggers, the Curse of Golden Flower is excessively gorgeous in every way. Agreement. I, I, okay. I did not. I didn't see it. Uh, well, I, well, I, I, I do don't, agree. Don't I do agree. I'm not, I'm not I interested told you. This, I told you this type of movie. The no, shift, no. The <laughs> shift is a little dramatic for me coming off of Heroes <laughs> and House of Flying Daggers, just because yeah, what, of how how much action were in those other two. This, this, this is, does this have incredible drama. action this is a drama. sequences. This is a drama. It, this and is a drama. This is more like a. It's like a soap opera. No, it's really. like an opera, and and it's <laughs> and he's a visual virtuoso. Um, you know, and and he's the, the all the passions are here. This is like Shakespeare. It's like these Oedipal relations and vengeance, Everybody's insanity, bloodlust. What happens Everybody, behind you're pulverizing the your own child kids. with a belt? And there's just it's just it, it's to excess. And most critics just kind of pull back and say, uh, um, no, that that's that's just you've gone a little nobody, too far. Nobody mentions the violence in in um, in Pan's Labyrinth. You know that. Just notice, uh, just violence in these films. That, that, people are, yeah, people but are really the, used but the to thing violence. is, the violence in 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 while I'm talking about Hus Flying Dragers is just uh, beautiful. And then the, the I mean, Very like it's, the, curse it's of the, golden. the curse of the golden flower. What did I even say? I don't know. They're all so good. Gonna, are you honoring together. those other been, two, or are you honoring Curse of the Flower? Yes, those are like my favorite films of the decade. This guy no, is like this year, the top filmmaker <laughs> living. I mean, like he is a consummate artist of our time. Can we? Can we just? I'm not going to respect it. His films okay. are handsome. His films are, you know, <laughs> gorgeous. 
and it, the, his cast. I mean, he he's he's, he's working Gong with some Lee of the best is, talent. Yeah, I think Chao Yun Fat is it, it is a different role for him as just a bad baddie with yeah, these blue yeah. contacts and, yeah. and uh, really big shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's exciting to watch uh, if aggressive. Yeah. You know. Speaking yeah. of Gong Lee vehicles, number six for me is Miami Vice. Oh, uh, that's vehicles. how far it gets down there for me. Uh, number but six. That, that is don't don't count that as like some you know. Once we get into six and seven or so, I'm really into these films. Uh, yeah. Miami Vice will be well well uh, covered later. But I <laughs> want to just say that for me, uh, this film has got such a bad rap this year, and I cannot understand. I, I, I guess I understand what you were expecting. You felt like you got a bag over your head, thinking it was Miami Vice, and you were going to see something really chintzy, and you were going to see a Starsky and Hutch-type film or something. And instead, you got you got a crime movie with Michael Mann exercising all of yes. his, all of his uh, obsessions, mm-hmm. and then he pasted on the Miami Vice to name. To get $150 million for um, the budget. And, you felt, I mean, and you've got the wool pulling over your eye. I understand, but man, that's a fun movie. It's a fun, stylish, beautiful, sexy Michael Mann slice of great... Uh, Masterwork. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll get we'll talk more <laughs> yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number six. I'm going to have fun with this one. Uh, this is Apocalypto by uh, our favorite our favorite director, Mel Gibson. Mel the Mad Max Gibson. I think it's going to come back. Uh, I do think this is the, one of the most ambitious films of the year. I'm going to take some arrows not, for this. Gonna I'm going to take some Mayan arrows for this. Uh... I, I really think I really think goes for the grail, and, and it doesn't come up short. I, I I know a lot of people. This is one of those films. I think I think no one knew what they were going to go see with this. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a lot more. I'd say a lot more pretentious than it was. Which really, this film is a grand chase film with some incredible visuals, and has one. That's almost one scene where it has this kind of quasi spiritual prophecy thing, which is which is kind of interweaved wow. in the plot. But I think it goes to great lengths to capture a very. A, a very vivid world, I, I, and I think it does help to have well, these these subtitles. I think it does help. It helps Passion of the Christ. That's not one of my favorite films, or even a film I enjoy. But I think it it helps in a way to observe this culture, observe it with the language. That it, it puts me one level I removed. I think the language in in the the fact that he uses the subtitles or whatever, but. I think basically I, I have to speak against this film if you're going to yeah. speak against Zhang Yimou's Curse of the Golden Flower <laughs> because I think that Zhang Yimou <laughs> yes. well, no, you didn't say anything I but, but I think Zhang Yimou is just putting American epic filmmaking to shame and, and I think that Apocalypto is, is, is kind of taking all these cliches from Braveheart and Gladiator and, which were and directed Patriot. by the same guy yeah yeah but he's <laughs> taking like you know maybe he made these cliches but he's still just transporting them to a new setting and he's a simple-minded Republican filmmaker. He's 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 he uses blood and guts for his all his dramatic uh, dr- his, his dramatic motivation and 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of funny blood and guts in pointed the film, violence. I'm not gonna <laughs> well, lie. There but, there uh, are humorous violence. There's there's some very real startling violence. But I, I, that, we can go back and forth on Mel Gibson. Yeah. He's just someone who's always gonna be around doing this shit. But but I, I want to say this is a movie that that I enjoyed as much as say Rambo, which I think it's very very a lot of similarities between this and okay, Rambo. Okay. Uh, and it's, it was just a fun film of the year. I, I, it was three hours long. It didn't feel the length like this thing, but uh, I well, think that it, chase I think, scene went on for about an hour at the. <laughs> I think what he what he tried to do on top of say Braveheart and Passion of the Christ, what yeah. he tried to do was something very different, and I feel it's very kinetic in the way it was shot. And I think he's he's starting to he's starting to be very comfortable. I think yeah. he does well, have talent. To be fair, I saw it projected on video because one of the theaters back in my video. suburban hometown. 
had installed video projectors for their high tech, and it looked yeah, like you got to see crap. this thing in like, like yeah, you got to see it in like a while. You guys saw it at the Cinerama Dome, right? You and Jay, yeah. So oh sweet. So anyway, Jesus. let's move on. The Queen number five. How are we doing? We're twenty minutes. Okay, the Queen, number five, critically unassailable. It will show up on your guys' list pretty soon, maybe. Um, last year's Good Night, maybe not. The Good Night and Good Luck uh, uh, last year was... Sim- I don't know why I'm saying Good Night and Good Luck. Okay. But anyway, it was it was just as good as Good Night and Good Luck in terms of its critical unassailability. Historical screenplay, which is competent, straightforward direction, impeccably acted. Helen Mirren uh, deserves all the awards she can get, obviously. Uh, Michael Sheen is great as Tony Blair. And, um, and yeah, I mean, the, the queen has got to face up to the media frenzy after Diana, you know, and this is about this is one of those, this is about public leadership, of history. you know, kind of the aristocracy and public leadership kind of passing the baton off to these kind of yuppies who are swayed by public opinion and, and the mass media who generates public opinion. And, and it's all about, uh, it's all about, you know, entertainment, having Elton John sing at, uh, yeah. Princess and Diana's I, wedding. And, um, I, this isn't necessarily an interesting point in history for me, with the Queen, mm-hmm. um, and I was surprised at how uh, how much uh, how well it was done with the footage of you know all the uh, it was really well put together very but it was it was not rocking. I'm gonna put this later in the list, but <laughs> you know it's coming. But it wasn't like it was very competent filmmaking, but it yeah. wasn't really going stylistically crazy. Well, that's the thing was, I love about Furs is he's all yeah. about the acting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's the that's why it deserves to be because it really rounds out a top. I mean, and I'm glad a film like this can be out compared to all these flashier films or more ambitious films. Yeah, or, or historical and epics. And it can still, yeah. with just its kind of silent way, kind of make it up into that list because of just the acting and yeah. the, and the way it's... The, and it's and it's a doc, it's a historical drama, too, which is yeah. just... I mean, he has you the know, chops to really, really cut... A recent historical drama. is just getting better and better, you know? And, and, he really is. And I think this could be... I think this is his best film, personally. Yes, but yeah. I agree. Anyway, <laughs> it's going to show up later, so I, should, I don't know. Anyway, uh, number five... Um, yeah. Five. Five no, no, it's you, yeah, five, okay. yeah. Number five is um, I'm Half Nelson will make it on the list. Um, I don't have a lot to add, although I do think it's it's a really, um, uh, really, uh, i got to commend that it's a first-time direction on these people, for these people. So husband and, and wife. It's a husband and it. wife. And I don't, I don't think that, I think they delineate their duties, but I, I think they just said, I'm going to be director here, and you're going to be whatever. You're going to take this credit. But they do Someone co-direct. the girl. It remember. is a co-direction on this. And, um, and I really think... For their resources, what they can do with it, it is a little arch in its plotting, but um, but I think they somehow overcome it with something that's pretty realistic and uh, and like I think Gosling will have it this year. I think Gosling's going to win the best actor. What Gosling? Which, uh, I I, it's I like mean sixteen that's... to one on that man. You got to pick I think up Peter O'Toole, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> all right. That's going to be weird. Well, that's half Nelson. We're not we're not making predictions on the Oscars here. We don't really care about. We, that. I got out of my half Nelson. Uh, Babel made my list number five uh, <laughs> for, for the strength of. I think we all can agree on on, on the three parter. Uh, the worst one is the the one with Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett. Yeah, it's just the not as engaging and not even not even as well the, drawn. The, the pink haired Asian girl. I want to say the, yeah, the, the, the Tokyo Tokyo one my, is minus like the connection with a the dad and the gun. Short film, yeah, is a very is very yeah, and in. I well, think the ending of it is a little yeah, but really but drives his. I mean, he he's a guy that you know he hits you over the head with a shovel. He throws dirt in your eyes. He yeah. he 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 
hammers his shit home. He contrives like all the pain in all his films. Probably could have been yeah. a great film based on just her. Uh, but I, I yeah. also want to mention the, the the Mexican one too. Yeah, the the scenes and with the, the wedding. The half that's not with Brad Pitt and, and Kate Blanchett is also good too. The gun with, part. The, with the now, with the kids. The, I think the the thing about the Asian. The, 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 oh, I thought the gun part. Oh, the gun, with, the gun part's really. Is that sorry. all, Brad Pitt? That's all. You just throw that away, like the gun part with the with the kids in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you just throw that all out. It's Morocco. Well, no, way. actually, the family, <laughs> Afghanistan, uh, the the family there is pretty well drawn as well. But once we get to that bus with all these people crying, you, you know, just know what's going to happen. Brad Pitt yeah, yeah. crying. Uh, um, and even his phone calls home uh, to to the better actor <laughs> who receives yeah, the, the yeah. phone calls, who was also awarded this year. Yeah, the, 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 the Hispanic woman. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, good. Yeah. I love her wardrobe. Everything gets a little extreme near the end. Yeah. The third yeah, act, he just, always goes. He got to just. He, he's got to drag his characters down to the dirt, have them ball in their it's heads. It's like another up. writer you know, comes there's in. There's the scene where she's like, she's like urinating while he they're like soaked in blood and they're just like hugging and making out and it's like yeah that's, that's what that's that's what it's all about Actors love we, we have to share this this constant global despair and like that's like that's this is the future and another noteworthy for gail garcia but, but regardless like it's his best film i think he's made two-thirds of a good film two-thirds of a good film. i think we can all agree on that and um it, is, yeah, it was fun every time he gets very exciting he to gets watch. better points better um, better than 21 grams, I think. Better than Amoros Peros, and uh, we'll see what happens next. But Gail Garcia, I just want to mention one more time. Gail oh, yeah, Garcia, yeah. Uh, no, great performance as a dirty Mexican. Uh, okay, now we go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he he's a chameleon, and okay. he really went for it with that one. Uh, yeah, and and he's like not like I'm so happy to be here. Like Brad Pitt is just he's, like he's a color. Brad he's Pitt is like in. weeping with joy when he's in those scenes. Like, <laughs> oh God, thank you, Inertu, for letting me be in this film. Okay, so let's talk let's about do your film, Marie Antoinette. Um, number four, number which four. Seth dismissed as his number, dismiss. as his number eight or whatever it was. I put it in my top ten over Babel. Yeah, no, I no, did not yeah, yeah, it. no. It's yeah, Ma made it. On I'm list, saying so. I wasn't too impressed with Sophie in the past. Virgin Suicides was f- okay. Uh, Lost in Translation was like hardly a movie, but here she like really it's her best it film up. since Interview with the Vampire. And I think, yeah, I think <laughs> she has visually is like approaching on par with with Francis Ford. I mean, like literally, this film. There is not one lackluster composition in the whole yes. thing. I've seen it twice now. Yes. And um, she has complete control over the mise-en-scene. Yes. Yes. So uh, so we're not arguing about that. <laughs> what, what's underneath if the you're making No, if you're making a film about Versailles, this is how you shoot it. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So, so Long I, close-ups of cupcakes but, and cookies. And, but but yeah. let, let me just say, I did find it also narratively rich. And uh, <laughs> sure, it's an episodic biopic, but there's a definite arc. You know, you have the awkward Marie Antoinette uh, coming into the austerity of the daily life in Versailles, and, and she eventually becomes comfortable as as the queen, where she's able to shop and, and rock out, and mm-hmm. and and it it kind of just has the, the the way that all teenage girls want to rock out. You know, the musical choices are bold and they work. Uh, after listening to uh, you know years of classical music in her in her confinements, in deep inside she really wants to hear great post punk music. And, and there's choice cuts here from Gang of Four, New Order, The Cure, Bow Wow Wow, the dance sequence to it's Susie like Sue and the Banshee. Hunger. It's not a kaleidoscope. <laughs> it's it's well. I mean, it has very two unique styles. It's like once is like very much like this is her life. In in Versailles, as the, as I, just, the, it's I gotta, guess gotta I, I understand what you're saying. It just didn't like it didn't gel for me. I yeah, just Sophia didn't gel Coppola for me. Mixtape, didn't you know. gel like I mean it half gelled because I I obviously liked it. it just well, what she wanted 
don't lie, is you wanted to see the guillotine, you wanted the French Revolution no, and all that? No. Oh, okay. You, I, I that's think what you I, said I to think me, I wanted... Well, well, that would have been I fun. don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot here. I mean, like, how are you going to make a film about her? She, she's, she's a rich, protected... You know, frivolous teenage girl. She's immune to anything outside of the doors you can of Versailles. Make something interesting about any subject. Yeah, yeah but I mean, there is there there's were plot here. There's there's characters. Blocked. There's great characters that come in and out, such as uh, um, Asia Argento is, and, uh, and. Okay, uh, she makes a lot of bold choices in the film. Yeah. I just think she 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 could be. More, she just doesn't have this confidence yet, and I I don't think. Are you kidding me? This this film exudes bold uh, choices are not confidence. Anyway, I'm glad the film got. I'm just saying. I'm glad the film got booed at Cannes because honestly, what good films have the French made in the last 20 years? Okay. okay. Yo, ahead, yo. Uh, <laughs> number, number, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, number four, uh, well, let's, it's sustained. And I'm, and, and, and we'll, we'll agree and disagree on that. Uh, yeah. Because we, we're not totally fighting. I'm just saying. Well, I uh, didn't even make my list. Just, I don't know what to okay. say about number, that. Number, number, <laughs> I loved it. I number loved three it. is Volver. Uh, number three for okay, me is Volver. 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 Yeah. And, I, okay, and we But we talked about it and, and what I like about it. My favorite part about it was when we were in the middle of that film, I didn't know we we did not know we were it was like a supernatural element when that start when that then that ghost area comes up yeah that's that's um, we didn't know whether we liked yeah. it he's in, he just you're you're just sort of like uh, you're you're in one movie and then all of a sudden you're in another one and then you're back to the original he finds a way to kind of put it kind of spin it back to the other way I mean he yeah. is in absolute control of the way you watch the film. Yeah, and and I think he it's effortless. He just does that. Bad education was the same way. He it's, knows. He knows. And and it feels like he's writing as he goes. I think the scripts are written as they, as he's going. He's not. But he, there's definite structure there. You make it's like a 40s or 50s kind of. I'm just saying in a good way. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's going forward and forward because yeah. it's, it's. But he's out. But he knows he's where constantly. he's going. He knows where he's yeah. going. And uh, let me just mention Lola Duenas is the sister. She was good. Yes, the sister, the, the hairdressing, sister, the illegal yeah. hairdresser. Yeah, yes. she was funny. She and could have got nominated for something. She should have been. I mean, like she's as good as Penelope Cruz. I mean, she, Cruz she is, is like just the as good center and, and of the, the film. Way, but but the, it's the them together. Yeah, the, the, three, the three women are the, and the, the best. And the little girl is and, great, And the too. woman that dies of cancer. Uh, but the, the, <laughs> yeah, and she's good, too. The uh, the two sisters, the way you can tell that Penelope is, it, Cruz is the dominant one and has always been this kind of dominant just bitch yeah. that kind of comes in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really well pictured in just one scene my favorite scene is when her mother even her mother's sort of afraid of her she's under the bed and that that, that woman is coming through the, yeah, she's looking for the mother heels, it's man. like yeah. the heels are just it's <laughs> like that force of nature is coming in and just even her mother you can see is just like uh, I, don't, I hope she yeah. doesn't see me yeah it's just like man Cruz, what a what a surprise! Uh, yeah. Really, since Vanilla the hell? I mean, been, if, if you just watch it for one, you will be surprised by the woman from Sahara. She's right. been in some, of, yeah, she's been in some of the and, worst films of the year. And uh, and open your eyes and Vanilla Sky. Vanilla I mean, Sky. you will just not even know the same woman. Yeah, All right, number four, the Queen, and we talk about the Queen again. Uh, Are we number three? I'm number four. This is my number four. Yeah, this is oh, four. Shit. I'm, I'm on three. <laughs> the queen what? was number four for me. I, I put Devolver's number three. All right, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. You can jump you, in here. Four you, is queen. I, I got the queen, too. Okay, do a joint thing with we'll him do a right joint, now. Then we'll do a joint. Come to David. You can do a joint thing right we'll now. Let's skip three. Okay. No, you're, we mentioned before. We mentioned yeah, yeah, before we'll skip that, you. Because you, yeah, you went we'll, ahead. Okay, so keep going here. Read your list, man. The strength of the queen does fall squarely on Stephen Fear's shoulders. I mean, he pulls off the impossible, a two-hour movie uh, about how the Queen poorly handled the aftermath of Princess Diana's death. We talked about all that. Yeah. Uh, it took me a second to go running for the theater for that. I know we're all in agreement there. Yeah, no, yeah. It took, I was like, uh... Uh, but when we saw it by once, accident because we wanted to see Babel all the time, and it was like an odyssey of watching Babel. Everybody went to the Queen when Babel was sold out. Uh, but Fears makes a movie that is intense. Uh, 
it's focused, it's literate. I think it could drop out of the sky, and, and any year it would be rewarded and, and awarded just for its strength in the filmmaking. It's just an incredible film. By hey, Pierce. do you, uh, let me ask you one thing, though. And I, I kind of wish it would be Best Picture of the Year, but okay, we I all, think it's been honored we enough. All, uh, we all agree that film was, like, really good all the way through, but do, do you think, like, maybe it's a little a little bit on the nose when she, like, sees a stag and, and it's like, yeah. Well, it's kind, of like, uh, kind of like a metaphorical thing. But I think that's what makes the film what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's... That, well, you have to have some sort of element where she does have her saying, her kind of her funeral for Diana, which yeah, or, that or, is. Or she find, sees, well, yeah, she's able to see see Diana's beauty outside of the lens of. I wonder how many people she's, public. she's able to see how England probably viewed. She's able to see that she's out of maybe possibly a little bit out of touch. Well, outside, yeah, bit, you yeah, know? and uh, she she connects with Diana in her own way. Because Diana is England in that film. Yeah. Diana is the new is, is a just how she, transforming England. Yeah, and she's kind of I, I don't know I don't think yeah. she changes at the end, but I mean, she's yeah, she's, can, she's it's able a, it's to a kind vulnerability. of vulnerability. She thaws a little bit. She thaws a little bit. That's what's great about it. She yeah. doesn't go all the way. <laughs> no, yeah. And, and we all think and, Helen and she Mary denounces now. what she did afterwards, and she has that great line where she says, "Someday the public it's opinion no will turn on you, <laughs> Mister." Uh, yeah, she's still. She doesn't. She's recalcitrant. She's not recalcitrant. Somehow Helen Mirren, you know, she she's the queen, but somehow she makes the queen a little, you know, a little hot. The way she waddles back and forth. Yeah, she's got, she, well, she took all, the, about all her, the details. The waddle, the walk is waddle, just amazing. There's a waddle where she gets tea from one desk to another, and it's, yeah. it's just it's the queen, but it's. And we're, not, and we're talking about Babe uh, Pig in the City, that guy from, uh, you know, uh, Cromwell. Is, Cromwell, is, is, yeah. You know, Cromwell's excellent. Well, well. well yeah, he's okay. Uh, let's go on. Three, United, 93. At the start of this film, I thought it was a totally made-for-TV garbage. Uh, it was just, was I was 93. like, <laughs> I, then I realized I was watching the A&E made-for-TV <laughs> yeah. movie Flight 93, which I, I got accidentally got through Netflix. Uh, it came out the same day. It DVD. came out, yeah. The guy, the, the people who made it, you know, and I, if you go there, you'll see a real negative review, like, up top, because I, preve- I, prevented, <laughs> I prevented a lot of people from seeing this movie. I, I only got through five minutes of it but i have i know people my, some of my netflix yeah. friends watched the whole thing and wept and didn't really realize they were not like, seeing greengrass Green, did it again. Paul greengrass <laughs> united 93 but anyway I, I i picked up on it pretty quick but um this is the best memorial that one can hope for for the events of of september 11th uh meticulous in its recreation uh of the events uh, to the extent that they contacted all the families learned about the victims and made the scenario of nobody knows what exactly happened in that plane but made like a believable scenario with the actual like people that were like matched up with you know it wasn't just a totally um you know totally made up thing they really tried to get find out who these characters were and um and yeah I mean it's really it you know if you are hesitant about seeing it because you're just too close to September mm-hmm. 11th uh, it is emotionally exhausting it's just like the, the it's all improvised and just like it just really gets it to is a corkscrew man sort of the primal survival level when it gets to the end when they just decide to bum rush the uh, cockpit and, and take it over and, and and you know it's not an uplifting film but if you're gonna make a film like it's it's uplifting in the sense that it's like a very, it's very much a tribute to to kind of the heroism of of everything that happened on that day. Um, you know, I'm not opposed to movies being made about September 11th, but uh, jump into it, yeah. but it covers the full spectrum of what went on that day. I don't, I don't think any other film needs to be made on September okay. 11th. Am I right? Well, boom, we bypass Seth number three of the bullet. David, I love you. United 93 is yeah. on my list. Uh, it, I agree with everything you said. Uh, it is un- unbelievably hard to watch if you have any kind of compassion about 
9-11, which is most people just say, I just can't handle it. Probably just people, and, yeah. and rightly so. This is a film where you got to be a little strong because mm-hmm. it's it's unbelievably hard to watch, but in, I think imperative to see, you know, as Americans here. Yeah. But well, uh, but versus th- as a visceral impact, World Trade Center, which is <laughs> as a vi- as a visceral impact, yeah, World yeah. Trade Center. As visceral impact, this is this is like a horror film, you know. But I think it's scarier than uh, scarier than any grunge grudge grudge children or uh, dirty Hannibal Lecter leather faces that came out this year as well. So yeah, yeah uh, if people like horror films, maybe you should go see this and uh, cry blood, you know. Get you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh... <laughs> It'll get you where, where you want to get. We're getting we're getting into number two now. Number the surprises is, the surprises is start. Well, well, this is like probably everyone's number two the, or one. Well, obviously it is. Uh, <laughs> number two. Number two. I I get to talk about it first. I think it's all gonna be the same. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> of course that. We got uh, this is a mass pool. I hope yours is number two. Uh, number two is uh, Children oh, of Men. Same number here. <laughs> number two. Let's number talk two. about. Let's Children talk about it. What's your what? number two? Hey, okay, okay, we're gonna okay. do it. <laughs> no, you you can move you, around. You get the final world. Hold on. Um, yep. So of the three Mexican brothers this year, yeah, uh, what a story! Guillermo guys, del Toro, Alejandro okay. Gonzalez, yeah, in year two, we're gonna get some emails, and yeah. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, Cuaron. Cuaron takes the trophy. Uh, some of the most thrilling actions I've action sequences I've seen since James Cameron back in his heyday. Um, you have the extended motorcycle chase sequence. That with, turns makes the film single handedly turns the film around and makes it the brilliant film it is. It's yeah, not it, so good beforehand. I think, well, I think personally, like motorcycle scene with me going into it not expecting much of anything. Don't I don't talk about what happens. I don't want to spoil it. Like no, we can yeah, though, can't it. we? No. Right. I, okay, man, but just, just say you a can moment, talk about the, uh, how that uh, scene, uh, a moment okay. of violence. But I have to say character. how satisfying it is to see the <laughs> the one character Julianne Moore die. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, anybody okay, okay, okay. This. okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Ah, so, I'm sorry. It, yeah, so hopefully you got the point that was a spoiler warning before I said that. But anyway, <laughs> that, that, um, Shit. it's the most surprising murder since Janet Lee's death in, in Psycho. Uh, uh it's satisfying. just, it, and it's very satisfying because you're getting sick of her. She's a slumming it A actress that you just want oh, off the screen. <laughs> and, and she, uh, yeah. That, yeah. And so, anyway, so. Um, yeah, what else we want to talk about with with I mean, there's there's so much to talk about here because yeah, it's well number two yeah it's my number two so I can yeah. talk about two okay uh, what what do I want to talk about I want to talk about how uh, that film uh, science fiction uh, is going to be maligned this year and it is arguably I think it of of all the best pictures well it hasn't even been nominated it hasn't been looked at it hasn't even talked about it got a few nominations but not nearly so yeah okay this this award. is good direction good writing timely. Uh, and and Clive Owen is the most is the is the best he's ever been I've, I've ever seen him in a film. This is, this is a role that really suits him, I think. Yeah, he's not just a hero in it though. He could he usually does play a hero, and and all the way through it, you follow him all the way through it, and he is and he is an, got enough color in him, enough uh, layers, enough dimension in there to really be more than just this kind of action star. I mean, because this could have been just an action film too. Yeah. When you're following him through the end of that film, you the stakes are are. They're as they're as vague as human hope, and and you're and no, you believe and, it, and but you're kind of just and going it's like these one shot action sequences, which yeah. he's just mastered. Like the 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 concluding sequence mm-hmm. is just the tension is so. I mean, I mean, he just like he's able to just kind of existentialize this this character in the space and mm-hmm. just make you just like 
you know, you really are unbearable. With him. It's, it's like, really weird. You really are like with him because like because you, Baghdad and you are just... you are in his point of view. And when you when some some piece of violence is happening around you, it hits like you it would hit you if you were there because you know it would be in your peripheral vision. Maybe a bullet would go by you, or maybe you know yeah, a, a yeah. building would just I mean, blow up. And the beginning mm-hmm. has the same thing. I mean, you're right away. You're you're calmed out. You're just getting a cup of coffee, and then there's some like say Baghdad explosion that just rocks your world. It's as fast as violence us. would hit you in life. Yeah, it but it doesn't just cut away from it. It shows him after, and it just kind of. Yeah. Shows and him then, reacting he, and, to and then he throws a stone, skips two stones, and then to the motorcycle scene, then to this whole chase car chase scene, and to this ending that's just amazing. The movie yeah. feels like an hour long, but it's just yeah, no, well, it's sort right. of a, a sort of an objective take on violence that that is just like it's it's just, it's just it really isn't stylized, but it is. It's it's really weird. It's just it's very realistic. Yeah, very and, realistic. And, he, and he, he's all about sort takes. of like you know I think it's very relevant to obviously what's going on in the world and mm-hmm. Iraq and everything, and it's it's and it's because he. Like the, I think, like the the thing of the inability of women to have babies is not really like it's just kind of a stepping stone I think for it's an him. Idea to jump yeah. off. It's just an idea to jump off to really bring the chaos home, um, you know, into like the modern city, and and you have all of just because it like, could be pollution, it could be the sun's burning. I don't know. It could yeah, be any, it, it could, could be, be all this It's yeah. just it's the, it's the thing which like basically just amps up all the things that we have going on right now with just mm-hmm. like you know political infighting kind of and the terrorism final, and, the final and immigration yeah. and uh, xenophobia yeah. and just all this. Um, stuff that just really, uh, yeah, just just makes for uh, um, mayhem and fantastic. And I, love fantastic uh, I love that it's both dystopic cinema and uh, both your second unit and there. Uh, it's not it's second. Um, and and I'll say, oh, I, I'll just say my reason why it's second. Uh, the very ending. Yeah, there's a there's a t- there's a tomorrow boat that arrived, <laughs> and and you know, you know, to, uh, it was a little. That's that, that's enough to just. Just shove it down there, but but everything up to it. I mean, no, 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 yeah, everything. There's a lot of little things where like, oh, I've seen that before. Can't be ignored. The credits roll over to uh, a CG boat with some guy, and it says tomorrow. That's just not a good thing. Anyway, forget it. It's fine. It's most most endings. Most endings just leave you short. Yeah. Well, why number two? You guys have some wonderful. Wonderful discussion about children men there. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Number two. For number, one, so number two, Miami Vice. You had it way low on your list. Uh, the Vice, the Vice just wouldn't Vice. let me go. Yeah. Me, go. me and David just high five there. Um, maybe you need to have the right pair of eyes for this movie. I know this might lead into your, I don't know, is it? Mm-hmm. All right. No, uh, no. Let me get off a few words. Maybe. Uh, for the people that wanted, this is kind of a bag of the head, for the people that wanted I mean, the expectation must have been strong for an '80s nostalgia ride, pastel yeah. colors. Oh, it was for me. Elvis the Elevator. I, I was, I was like, We're all like I fuck, want, man, what's it going to be here? I want to see Jan Hammer's original score used. I want some good laughs. This is what I wanted which, going into it, which could have been really cool, yeah. man. But man, that, that's me going into it, not yeah. knowing what man was doing. And what man did, you know, the first first twenty minutes, the you're like, shot, this man, the first. This is fuck. This is the, the best right deep cover. The bat, you got numb encore, Lincoln Park. You're in the heart of like. You got Audio Slave. You got Michael Mann's best film in, in a decade, man. It's like, where's he been? This is jump, jump, jump. He, this is the film that he always wanted to make. This is a film that he should have made in the 80s. Yeah. But I'm going to say. Who else is better with this material? No, I'm going to say it's Michael Mann's masterwork. I know everyone says he. I agree. I know everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I know I'm everyone says he is, is, you know, it's this, it's this lengthy. Lengthy masterpiece of machismo between Pacino and De Niro's cop and robbers, but I really think that Vice deserves the praise of being his masterwork. I I also think the technique he was utilizing in Collateral really benefits this film because yeah. we are right in the Collateral middle. Collateral was him like starting to use with the HD and and getting shots that you don't see typically because he's able to get in with this little video camera and 
and what uh, he's done here. I mean, almost every locale that they step into, he has. It seems like an endless second unit that got all this great B-roll footage of yeah, people yeah. smoking and, cigarettes. And you just have and, like the you know you have this video because it's almost all like set at night, basically. It's like and it's like the night sky in Miami. Men and, behaving badly. And he's finally got Cuba. Excuse in the me for the archaism, but he's finally got these sodium vapor glow of the sky going on which i have not seen done like that and the, and the hd video captures it and really yeah like a crescent silver lining almost on all the clouds at night yeah I mean, yeah these cameras are just yeah Ooh, i mean it's phenomenal it's, it's like the first like vit think movie to use video as like an art uh like a, like a style is stylization of the art form. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it's a great film it's scarface you know for the globalized yeah. world is flat arrow we have you know it's not like the drug kingpin and the super cop chasing them around town. This is like they go down to like the tri country area down in like South America, and like this is like this is about small groups of people who can trust each other, getting together, getting things done. Can you get the job done? I don't care how much power you have. I don't care how much. Uh, you really, know, how 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 we're how greeted much... how we're greeted to this underworld is really exciting. Uh, yeah. Alone, I mean, it really could be any two Joe Blows. Uh, I think the, they're they're natural contemporaries. We can talk about Fox and Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are natural. Just they feel like they've always yeah. been, you know, those you guys. Speaking point: people don't agree on with you at all on this. I, I don't no, care. No, no. And, mean, and that is the thing. And I don't think that people. I mean, I I I think Colin Farrell is really the only compelling A list actor out there working today. Um, and he's it, really he, a nice and, alternative he's like to a, some of the he, jerks. You out can there. see that he's like a method actor, and and a lot of people are just they don't respond to him at all. I don't think he's on drugs? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, method. Your well, method is coke. Yeah, you think no, he's yeah. an Irish bloke, man? He was drinking on the job, and, and he probably is, but he's still he's doing it to get into character. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, like last year um, with the New World, you know, and, and, and this year, like he has it's kind of a similar performance. You really feel like his kind of like. How like messed up and just troubled he is because it's it's similar in in the sense of the new world is that he and that's my favorite sequence in the whole film. It takes like a half hour break and you have him and Gong Li like going cruising down. You really talk about Gong Li's mystery lady in that yeah, film. Yeah, and she's and she's great. And you and need they that go down black hair element coming out of an SUV. I mean, just, yeah, I mean she's like mysterious. she's it's just sexy. like this cool. unattainable you know woman from the other side, and and he gets like sucked into it, and he knows that it's going to end. So he's he's just torn and he's able to act it i'm, I'm, I'm glad they marginalized uh, jamie fox and he kind of disappears from the movie but, after but he Oscar is a very just like he's a very you know able-bodied very very i mean he's almost in his head with what he can do with his body i mean and he, he jamie was, fox jamie fox yeah yeah he's almost limited he's good to say, but like, he's, he's like he's down. the over earnest kind of second rate buddy cop in this yeah. movie because because michael well, mann knows it physical than, than, than he differentiates himself that way yeah he's a lot more physically i'm oh, sorry you might want to he, talk to the mic. I will say Jamie Foxx differentiates himself physically. Uh, he's a lot more capable than yeah. character-wise. Crockett, uh, Tubbs is a lot more – like he's the guy that, that goes point on a gunfights and he's the guy that, you know, goes in there. It's like, you know, he's like – that's how he expresses himself as compared to yeah. and Crockett. The, and the I mean whole, there is the character movie, stuff in there. And the whole movie is about – I mean I have to keep talking about this. The whole movie is about performance. It's about – this, the world of undercover drug dealing is about you are trying to convince these and, – and man has said this in the interviews. It's like this is where I knew I had something interesting because these people are going in. They have to convince like the most paranoid, discerning criminals that they are um, really the real yeah. thing. You have to address it outright yeah. to say like I know you fucking think I'm yeah, a cop. Yeah, like the scene where they first go to the drug deal with Jose Yero um, 
I mean, like it's like and when, it's when they when, yeah, like that was saying alone. It could be any two actors to get in this wonderful plot of getting into the undercover world level by level. A person that mm-hmm. leads to another person in an SUV. Yeah. We, you know, in these these kind of overlords that we see. I mean, this this is like. This is a, a, a very updated deep cover crime story that we haven't seen, but it feels like we have. It feels like when I was watching, I was like, "Have I seen this before?" Yeah, but the a thing is, it's updated like... for it's updated for the world as it is right now. I mean, it's like it's very um, you know, there's nothing that you can say that like, this is like a typical like '80s cop movie or '90s cop movie. It's not like CSI because he's doing like really like the jargon but, and everything is like inside wait, baseball, wait, and he's just like he's bringing like, this full it. thing to it. Anyway, I'll just, I'll just say the whole... The realism of the gun... <laughs> the gunfight gun and the whole... I mean, it, this is our build. number one. We can it's talk about this a little like, bit. Like Sam Peckinpah, or number back in, in the days of uh, when he made The two. Wild Bunch, the whole film builds to, to this um, massive, uh, exhilarating, violent shootout at the end. I think a lot of people do come out of it saying, like, you know... People that even didn't like it, yeah, and talk about the gunshot. Yeah, yeah, you, you the you way ha- the guns sound in the yeah, scene. exactly. Like he, the whole film all comes together, all the subplots, everything that's going on comes together, and and uh, the musical choices at the end for Mogwai and the last shot of Crockett walking into the hospital is sublime movie heaven. Okay, and me and Dave are gonna high five again. High five, high five. All right, all right. Um, okay, <sighs> so uh, my favorite film number, number one for Seth. Seth. After okay, so you realize all the stuff you guys talked about. Nobody, I, I everybody hates. I, I understand why people, everybody hates. Yeah, we okay. can't even agree with our closest it's a friends. Yeah. film, but damn. no, uh, my favorite film of the year is United ninety three, and it was a hard. It was a hard. I had to choose oh, my favorite uh, in the left. Wait, brain where did children and my favorite number two? Okay, okay. Uh, my favorite in the Gotta left brain or yeah, right brain and left brain, and my yeah. and uh, I hadn't thought about September eleventh. I watched it alone you over Christmas. It. I. Uh, I saw it all over Christmas, and um, and I hadn't thought about September 11th, and and I hadn't thought about what it. It's so part of everything. I don't want to get like serious about it, but it, I I I was enthralled through the whole film, even though I knew it was going to happen. I thought the way it was directed was this the absolute like the best example of direction for me. Um, my what I get it's really the right direction that I want to, that I aspire to. Yeah. Um, very objective and very smart and very, um, but ultimately very uh, conscientious, conscientious, gracious to it to what it's talking about. Um, and, we can't forget to mention like, and not the, pretend. I mean, just we can't I, forget to mention like the stuff that was in like the air traffic control. That is that the best stuff. stuff in the. That is the that is a the backbone of the film. Of, yeah. that is the backbone of the narrative. Yeah, that is that is the most compelling stuff to me. And it's to, the like, guy oh who my really, God. who really was like the yes. air traffic controller. The, just guy. all the stuff that leads up to the actual file footage of the plane. Mm-hmm. They're they're following the tracking the plane. They lose it under the bridge, and then boom, you get that shot that we've all seen. And it's just the context of that hit me in a way that I had not thought about because I had never seen yeah. how that we saw it on it, TV after the fact, and they said a plane had crashed, yeah. and we were seeing all this footage played over and over, and just over the total again. Total confusion but, and just but like to shock. Be, the fly on the wall right yeah. there as it happened they lose that plane and oh my god they got that plane and they find it I mean it's just yeah and it's just like it's all like this it's all like in like the claustrophobic interiors of the plane mm-hmm. and in, in the and interiors it, of the I air mean, traffic it, control it's from the beginning you and know you know that one guy that's not getting response there's no money shots no, or anything I mean, it's just uh, uh, just to me and, and I just I, I needed that Emotionally, it hit me, and when they weren't going to be able to make it, and you just know that that plane's going down, and you just think, oh, if they could have, you you just 
it's I haven't felt that in a film in a long time. Yeah. So I also that think was it. part of its brilliance is also the the anxiety that we feel maybe uh, for the actual terrorists that are entering the plane. How much how much tension and nerve wrack that must be going great on. Opening. With, great opening. Great yeah. opening. With the really with the guy with the you know the you know, dark rim glasses, the main terrorist. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's a great yeah. thing they don't name them. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like they're the guy. The choice of the casting for them was very name. interesting. He he wasn't really a stereotype. He was kind of a, he almost Anglo almost Anglo in a way. Yeah. Where like you he could seemed like a, get like a in kind of like clean cut educated guy and like and the and way they play it you know could yeah. be could be sympathizing maybe he's he makes characters ready to just, out of them as what well. am I doing like, yeah yeah uh, that's really where the brilliance lies and we do it sounds corny but we do see this kind of uh, not as filmmakers I don't know if I, I went into it and saw it as a film it did, I did kind of lose that that's when a film becomes really good when you start yeah. to lose I, that I, grasp I of how I, it's made I, I still am watching technically I, I watch I watch Green Grass and I think he's 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 up there doing everything I want and a director, so I'm going to watch that guy. That guy is yeah. finally a kind of a newer director that I'm excited by. So yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. that's my number one of the year. Number one. You know, Thank you, Seth. Number one. Gonna, uh, and I also don't think it's going to be in. May, It's going to be a number one on many people's lists, so that's why I think it's very notable that I did a number one. I think we should end on this. One more, uh, one, one, one more lightning of a one, bottle rocket. One for the road. Into the sky where there's an inflatable pig in the sky. Yeah. Uh, a wonderful reference from my best film of the year, uh, Children of Men. Children. Journal of Woman. <laughs> Reference to what? The the, the Pink Floyd uh, animals. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. I want to give it away. This is. I want to mention. We mentioned a lot about Children Men. I do think what <laughs> what's successful about it is it didn't do all the contrivances of of uh, maybe how war combat is shot with the shutter, uh, speed shutter, and also this is a textbook of how. I'm sorry. This is okay. a textbook of how you use. Computer generated effects. Yeah, the, just just to add these details, these colors, which I think Alfonso. We Cronus saw a birth in live action through the a power birth of coming right out. Yeah, uh, there's there's one point where we travel across um, uh, these burned horses' hooves. You know, they're all sticking in the air, and just like one hoof's just of ash just goes down. You know, that's that's yeah. a CG element yeah. of color. There, there's something that you know when you watch it again when they're in the boat before. Uh, uh, there's a boat. Other than the little tugboat going up to the boat of tomorrow, yeah, where uh, it's fog, London fog, right off the bay here. Um, uh, a plane comes overhead, and just you just see kind of the flashing of torpedoes shooting, you know, and impacting on the surface. Yeah, there's stuff like that that's just that's what I remember from the film. Visually, the detail, I haven't seen a film like this in, in a while. It, yeah, like like it's a fully realized. Like uh, yeah, the detail was uh, oh. sensational. Uh, he's just he's he's a newbie too. I mean, he he just kind of came into focus. Uh, I mean, Tomama Tambian, some of these films, uh, Great Expectation, even the Harry Potter film for me was, was I think, really yeah. visually a splendid film and well-directed. Yeah, I mean, he's much he, more exciting than, like, say, Marty or Clint Eastwood. I'm excited to see what he goes. Yeah. Like getting awarded. <laughs> probably, and you know what? He'll probably do something very... The best thing about him is the, I think he's uh, eclectic. He'll do something different next time. He won't be doing, like, an actioner or he won't be doing... You know, he's he'll not be, be jumping in and out of this kind of I, I would think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know what he's doing uh, exactly next. Um, do you have any more words? Well, I think what makes it really exceptional is this is a future that's very believable. Something that probably we will. It's a very near. Uh, <laughs> something we're going to experience something very much like this. Yes, yeah, and uh, some... that takes it away from me that this like, kind of sci-fi opera. I don't really see it as a science fiction film in that negative connotation. That a lot of people will uh, yeah. the award season. Everybody just kind of moved away from. Yeah, it that, because that's of that. why it's the Blade Runner. I think I think it was kind of an anti-Blade Runner. I mean, it, it, it's it has it's using that element to just. You know, use its ideas. It's not, I'm but it's not Blade Runner for the 21st century. Uses. It has yeah, like that a lot. Was a tagline, right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, a Kenneth Farrell's uh, tagline. tagline. There's only so many ways to pump a sci-fi film like this, you know. And I think they did the best job they could, but uh, 
And we saw maybe the too much US on the MacGuffin. premiere of it. Remember that was a good. We night. saw the premiere with Clive. It was a good screening, yeah, very good yeah, spreading yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. So, are, do we have any more words? That's Otherwise, it. I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to wrap gonna, it. Here. We're going to wrap it up with a uh, what's, what, what's gonna, up in 2007. I'm going to wrap up this section. Okay, 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 okay. Um, okay, so that is our. <laughs> now that it's very awkward, that was our <laughs> list of the best films of the year. We talked about it and we we deliberated and we really made you mad. I'm sure. If you are angry with our choices, do not email us. Do not email us. I'm not even going to give you our email address. Do We're not pull our emails. Don't call. Don't <laughs> email Jason. Don't that. send any snail hey, mail. At, <laughs> uh, just, just, just. You know. Just keep it to yourself. Just come up to us and say you've got a you know bone to pick or something. Yeah, know. we'll give you our home and, address. And we but will demur. The only way we want to see you face to face if you're going to try to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> none, none of these like little sidekick. Uh, yeah. No. No blog comments. No. That, you know, no. Yeah. No. No five by no six s- index cards in our mug blog comment. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's, we, that's it. Okay, to wrap up... Um, to wrap it up here, movies to watch for in 2007, which Seth and I will be watching and reviewing on the Movie, 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 Movie podcast. I'm sure I, I'll be a guest. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot right now. I haven't thought about the Anton Corbin's Control. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you just ruined what I, I... I don't have a lot, but wait, I have wait, some. Wait. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you didn't have anything. I don't have a lot. I said I only have two. Because so I, coming I, I up get... on the horizon for 07, we got a lot of prospects. I mean, we got a lot of... Fincher um, Zodiac in a few Fincher weeks. Fincher Zodiac right away. Yeah, right, coming, coming up real soon. PTAs, There Will Be Blood there is going to come. There Will Be Blood, great title. But yep. God knows. Herzog's Rescue Don is coming Rescue up soon. Don. Fictionalized version of his uh, Little Dieter Learns to Fly documentary. About I'm trying to think there was another one that I'm really excited by. Quentin Tarantino's segment of Grindhouse called Death Proof. Yeah. I, I, I'm ready for that. Like, where, where's Snake? I'm ready for that half. I will only pay for that. Yeah, uh, uh, Kurt Russell's the trailers in, in the middle too. Yeah, Peaceful Warrior got a limited release in 2006, but it will be getting wide release That's in 2007. <laughs> I, I put up my autographed Dan Millman bookmark uh, up on the wall up there. You can see it if you want. Uh, I my 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 number one most hoped for is 2000. It's Control. Control. The the, uh, the not the What's Janet, it about? It's not a Janet Jackson biopic. It's a it's a Joy Division Jan, uh, Joy Division biopic. Biopic. The movie has. Amazing things going into it, and I'm going to just list them real quick here. I, if you love Joy Division, it's probably my favorite band. Anyway, if you don't, it's a really great band. You should listen to them. Uh, 
Anton Corbin, a a good friend of the band, and the band this band kickstarted his career in photography. He uh-huh. you know his pictures. He did the cover of Josh Retrieved by well, YouTube. There was a director's I'll give you one big example that you've released. seen. It's the big it's the picture of the band of U two, the band that's called U two, and, and it's on, it's on uh, Josh the Josh Retrieved album. Yeah, yep. we love that uh, photograph. We love him. He, yeah, but yep. anyway, Anton Corbin's doing his directorial debut. Don't know if he's going to be a good director, but he's a damn good photographer. It's in black and white. That's another selling point. Oh, it is. Uh, New Order is doing the soundtrack. That is the band Joy Division became it's a big 80s synth pop band i'm sure you've heard of uh, uh bizarre love triangle or uh blue monday i'm sure you've heard that song uh and uh martin gore uh the mastermind behind depeche mode is putting up half the budget uh that's incredible and uh okay. and Cor- I, I mean there's so much good good heartedness going into this film i can't wait for it it's probably going to disappoint me very and much. there's some exciting uh summer films coming up here uh some exciting sequels that are going to be coming up later this year as well spider-man 3 shrek 3 parts the caribbean yes. 3 rush rush hour 3 resident evil 3 jason Bourne 3 the Bourne ultimatum oceans 13 soft 4 indiana jones 4 die hard That's 4 live free and die hard <laughs> live free or die hard <laughs> christ die hard you missed fantastic four did you get that one uh, is it did it have a semicolon fantastic four uh, four and ultimatum yes. have a semicolon born ultimatum has a semicolon yeah. yes uh fantastic four rise of the silver surfer not not rise Fall of the machines of the it's surfer. fantastic four four Fantastic Four three just, no two Fantastic Four two oh, colon semi- colon my fi- yeah I love the colons I, that's it that's 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 it, it. seven there's nothing else. we're it's done with two thousand six <laughs> on to two thousand seven and it's February it's February <laughs> happy time at the Oscars we're gonna have a big old shindig at the uh, Casa de Anderson and uh, and get some people over here and so uh, I'll, I'll you guys all get drunk and uh, you know see Brad Pitt and babble yep or the Queen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Don't send emails.